Welcome to Happy Fun Time Movie Hour. This is Eric. Across from me is Arwen. We have seen a movie, and I like this movie, so let's talk about this movie. <laughs> what is this movie? The new Halloween. Yeah, it's new Halloween. Uh, Halloween 2018, rated R, one hour, 46 minutes. We saw it, uh, we rented it on Redbox. Um, it's directed by David Gordon Green. It stars Jamie Lee Curtis. Judy Greer, and you know her from Kidding, Jawbreaker, uh, what else is she in? Arrested Development. Arrested Development. The Shape, or Michael Myers, is played by two people, uh, James Jude Courtney and Nick Castle. Now, Nick Castle is the original Shape. From the 1970s? Yeah. Really? And he's also the director of The Last Starfighter. Oh, that's unfortunate. <laughs> uh... Yeah, we, we, we bought that movie and we don't like it, so whatever. Um, <laughs> who else is in this movie? Andy Matichak? Yeah, I have a hard time with her name. Yeah. And then um, Halleck Billinger okay. as Dr. Sartan. Will Patton as Officer Hawkins. Mm-hmm. Um, Rianne Rees as Dana Haynes, which is one of the journalists. Okay. Who's a British guy? The podcaster. Oh, Jefferson Hall. Okay. He's Aaron. Toby Huss is Ray. Ray. The husband. Okay, yeah. One of my favorite things that he was in is Carnival. Carnival. I think it's time to reboot Carnival. Reboot it or just try and like I don't think continue they continue that series. I don't think they can continue it because it's been too long. Yeah, it has. But I think that people are more open to that kind of a show now. Yeah. They could totally restart that show. And, and make that, it better. That was a it show was that was like, it was in the weird before weird was fun to watch. I know. I loved it so much. Um, and then we've, you know, we've got a bunch of other minor characters like the kids. Yeah, but uh, that one kid, he played the uh, the chef in Blockers. Yes, that is. He's such a pretty young man. That's Miles Robbins. Yeah, Miles Robbins. Yeah. Shout out to Miles Robbins. <laughs> Yeah, right. I've liked both movies he was in, so yeah. that was good. Yeah, we actually like Blockers. Uh, John Cena can butt chug some beer. <laughs> it's awesome. Anyway, uh, the movie starts off like in a facility, a psych facility right. called Smith's Grove. And we hear some voice recordings, which I originally thought was Dr. Loomis speaking um, from the original Halloween. But it seemed to have been Dr. Sartan. Zartan. Sartan. Oh, Sartan. <laughs> I'm like, was he going to make him bigger? <laughs> That's Zoltar, I think. I don't know. Anyway, um, Dr. Loomis was uh, Michael Myers' uh, original psychiatrist. Yes. He deemed Michael Myers evil. Evil incarnate, even. Mm-hmm. Got real dramatic about it. And then when Michael Myers escaped, he started uh, chasing him and... Long story short, Michael Myers killed a bunch of people uh, and then went after Laurie Strode, the babysitter. This is a continuation of the original Halloween. 
So Halloween 2 through whatever do not count. And what's funny is this movie takes a stab at that. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, so is is your mom like, or your grandma like his sister? And she's like, no, that's a rumor. <laughs> so I like that they did that because John Carpenter never expected this movie to have a, a sequel. John Carpenter makes movies that are low budget and they're not expected to make a lot of money. Hence the thing. Uh and Big Trouble in Little China, and Escape from New York. In fact, I think it's Escape from uh, Escape from L.A. and is the only sequel he's ever done. Did he not do Halloween too? No. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. Um, I should know that. So David Gordon Green is the director, and we looked up his IMDb page, and we found out that he has pretty... Strong ties with Danny McBride, mm-hmm. who is recently from uh, Alien Covenant. Um, Eastbound and Down is what I think he's most famous for. I think he directed Your Highness. Yes. And Pineapple Express. Yep. Okay. And Danny McBride was seen as a executive producer for this film. So anyway, we're at the facility and we have these two reporters slash podcasters. I thought they were investigative journalists, and then they said they were podcasters. Yeah. So maybe that's the same thing. I don't, I don't know. know. Um, Some people take it very seriously. I would not do what these two do. Uh, no. They talk to the doctor. Everything's cool. They're like, would you like to meet him? We would like to meet him or something like that. So from the very beginning, did you not get this weird, creepy vibe about the doctor? Yeah, but you got that creepy vibe from Dr. Loomis, so it really did fit, you know? Yeah. And then you find out later he's a student of Loomis, so okay. obviously... Okay. I just felt like something was off. I... No. Near the end, I... Near the end, of course, but towards the beginning... Um, yeah. They want him to say something, Michael Myers. Anything. Yeah. Yeah, they want a reaction right. of some sort. So they... There's... They go out to this yard... This big concrete area, and there's like these boxes around people who are chained to the ground, mm-hmm. um, where they could just waltz around inside that square allegedly. But most of them are just standing in place. Yeah, including the back of the head of Michael Myers, who has gray hair. He's got a kind of a beard. Um, one thing I noticed that he had a scar in his neck from where Laurie Strode pierced him with a knitting needle. <laughs> I felt that to be a good homage. Yeah. A good uh a good detail anyway. Mm-hmm. Um and they want him to say something. Anything. And he doesn't oblige them. So he the guy pulls out his mask, Michael mm-hmm. Myers mask. Now how he got this mask, I have no idea. Well he said he got it from the district attorney. Okay, so why would the why, DA give him exactly, that? Exactly. Why would anyone give him that mask? That makes no sense. No. First of all, he's foreign. No, I'm serious. He's foreign. Second of all, it's still evidence. Even if the case is closed? It... I'm assuming. I have no idea. I'm not a lawyer. So I think it goes from there to credits. And uh, then we open up the next scene at some compound. And it's it's got to be near Haddonfield, Illinois. Mm-hmm. Um, but I... I'm not sure where it is. It's it's close by because it's in within running distance from later in the film. 
and they they live in Haddonfield. Yes. So, but it's Laurie Strode's home, um, and it's a fortress. Yeah. It's more unassuming at first. I mean, it's gated. It, it seems like she's hidden herself. She's got a lot of locks. Yes. Yeah, and she's inside the house, and she bolts herself in. She is a prisoner of her own home. Yeah. And she's waiting for Michael to return. Mm-hmm. It really uh, messed with her psychologically. Yeah. All, all the events after the first movie are just dead in the water. So, Lori didn't go to the hospital. Michael Myers didn't show up to the hospital to kill her. Um, the events of four never happened, so there isn't a niece. She's not Michael's sister. He's not out for revenge against his sister. He killed his sister. Yeah. And they they even show that original scene from the first movie. Yeah, but in the in the sequels, they said that uh, Laurie was in a crib and he spared her. Oh yeah, that's just BS. Yeah. So that was just a way to keep making movies and, and right. make money. So we get a little kind of glimpse at Karen and her husband, um, Judy Greer and her husband, mm-hmm. you know, Laurie's daughter and son-in-law mm-hmm. um granddaughter they seem to be a happy family except that allison the granddaughter she really wants to uh have more of a relationship with her grandmother right weird thing is she always calls her grandmother not grandma not granny not mima just grandmother maybe that shows how distant sometimes the relationship is yeah we meet a couple of Lori's friends one's this uh, little blonde girl vicky vicky and her boyfriend which is played by miles yeah yeah he's like i forget his name dave dave good old dave we meet oscar as well yeah oh, and oscar's like this comedian guy he's like the funny fat kid um love struck so basically they talk a little bit this is where we learn, you know, it's not the sister, blah, blah, blah. And uh, they're in school, and she looks outside the school, Allison does, and it's Lori just standing there. Now, earlier on, a Karen said that she called Lori, and Lori said she couldn't make it to some dinner or whatever. Mm-hmm. And that was a lie, because Karen never talks to her mother. Right. But Allison's Allison the one does. that does, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, because Allison talked to her... Um, she knows that her mom's lying and that the relationship is still strained. Uh, makes sense. Yeah. It makes a lot of sense. Um, we learn later, you know, she, she grew up kind of like John Connor grew yeah. up, you know. And if you don't get the reference, go watch Terminator 2. Come on, dudes. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so the reason that she goes to meet yes. the granddaughter is to give her money from, the podcasters who had visited Lori's home earlier. Right. They gave her $3,000 for about, what, two minutes worth of talking? Yeah. They totally insulted her. Exactly. And you don't go into somebody's house trying to get information from them and lead with, yeah, you never got your daughter back. Well, that's an instant boot. Right. Right. Yeah. They Lori, were totally Lori was, uh, Lori's daughter was taken away from her by child services because of how she was raised. Mm-hmm. But don't you think it's interesting that she was going to give $3,000 to her granddaughter? Yeah. I mean, it's nice. Yeah. I would have loved that. Lori doesn't seem to be working, though. No. So, wouldn't she need the money? She's got Social Security. She's an old lady now. Maybe. Maybe some alimony. She had some bad marriages. 
Maybe she has disability as well. Yeah, maybe. She's considered agoraphobic. Right. So maybe she does have that. Yeah. Um, so that's possible. Um, we cut to the restaurant and like, Allison's like, you, you did call grandmother mom, right? Didn't you? And she's like, yes, of course I did. And before Allison like calls her out on her crap, Lori shows up. Yeah. Thought that was kind of brilliant. She, she drinks some wine. She, uh, her, her daughter, Karen is like, mom, I thought you stopped drinking and all this <laughs> other, she's like totally embarrassed by her mother and her mother's not really doing much. Except well, being there. Yeah. She's kind of standing and being weird. And the reason she's being weird is because she was sitting outside watching Michael being put on a bus to be transferred. Was she? Yes. They had shown a scene. Lori knew that Michael was going to be transferred. Oh, so yeah. So she had yeah. been sitting out in her vehicle with a gun watching this. Right. And what surprised me is if she's so intent on watching, why didn't she just follow the bus it just missed been, the dinner it would have been a shorter movie it absolutely would have been a shorter movie <laughs> i don't know um basically this is an awkward interaction you kind of see the tension with the family you kind of learn a little bit about karen's upbringing yes and then allison and and uh laurie go outside and talk a little bit and then that's that we cut to the bus crash father and son this kid's talking about loving dance yeah and the father's like why don't you like going hunting and fishing he's like because i like to dance that's my passion dad Mm -hmm. this kid's like 11 or 12 yeah he's real young and uh of course he's they see people just milling about and the bus has crashed so the dad goes out to check it and uh he doesn't come back for a while Mm -hmm. well he doesn't come back at all and the kid's sitting there alone calls the cops yeah uh, but he doesn't know what mile marker they're at and he doesn't really know what road they're on so he goes out looking for his dad and he sees a dead cop he sees what he thinks is a dead cop oh yeah and the cop tells him to run yeah but instead he gets on the bus that's already wrecked and he's well, calling he's for still his dad. looking for his dad yeah he's calling for his dad and then uh dr sartan dr sartan uh, stands up and says, don't shoot, but he shoots a guy. Well, yeah, because right he's chest. scared. And, yeah. <laughs> and then he goes, and he runs off, goes back to his truck. By that time, somebody's already in the truck, in the back seat. And that kid gets his neck broken. And that's one of the first times I've seen a movie. And it's not one of the first times. It's a rare time I see a child get murdered in a movie yeah. on camera. Well, isn't there, uh, like, a rule about that Allegedly, they couldn't show uh, Sophie being murdered on The Walking Dead uh, on camera because of that. Yeah. Uh, But I don't know if that translates to film. I've always thought that it did as well. Like, it was just, you don't show that. Maybe it's like a a time-honored tradition. It's not really a rule. It it could be, just like, you know. Because I watched Postal, and they kill a lot of kids in Postal. Maybe it's the way it's done. Yeah. All right. Then next we go to the uh, podcasters. So I kind of feel like they get what they deserve. They taunted Michael. Yeah. The dude, and maybe not the girl. The girl, I think, is kind of more of an innocent bystander. But yeah. the dude totally taunted Michael. Yeah, I can see that. Um, I think that people shouldn't be 
murdered in well, that way. Well, of course not. But in the fantasy realm of horror genres, yeah. this dude totally deserved it. Right. So they're at a gas station. And uh, the lady needs to go to the bathroom. He finishes up getting the gas. We see in the background the shape, Michael mm-hmm. Myers, walking past. He's still in his white yes. uh, mental garbs. Yeah, but the next time we see him, he's in blue, uh, like a blue jumpsuit. Yeah. And you were like, how the hell? He was dressed in white. And I'm like, wait for it. Because <laughs> I know what's going to happen. They did this in other movies. Yeah. Basically, he kills the guy in the front counter. And then he kills the guy in the back working on the car and steals his overalls or his, mm-hmm. his boiler suit, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And... uh the man discovers that during that time also that at that same time michael's in the bathroom intimidating the woman and he reach he's like shaking on the door she's like this is occupied you can't come in so he reaches up with his hand over the uh, stall and he just drops a handful of teeth oh it's so gross <laughs> <laughs> um long story short he kills them both it, it was pretty cool though uh the way that they did that. And, I, and I'm a fan of horror films and I can appreciate good cinematography and horror films. And this had it. It did. So, all right. Um, they used John Carpenter's theme throughout this film and other themes from the original film, which I really enjoyed. Um, I hear that John, John Carpenter, I didn't hear, I think John Carpenter had, a little bit of involvement with this movie. I anyway. was wondering if he had given his blessing for this of sequel. Of course, it's more of a uh, a good continuation of this story instead of Michael Myers is invincible and mm-hmm. he goes to a hospital and murders more people for no yeah. reason. So, it's Halloween night. So, the, the Chief Hawkins, yeah. he is the guy who stopped Loomis from killing Michael in the original movie. Yeah. I don't know if it's the same actor, but it's the same character. Yeah. He tells the mayor about this bus crash and Michael is on the loose. Yeah. And the mayor just is like, well, what are we going to do? Cancel Halloween and all dickish and everything? And it's yeah. like, yes, that's and exactly what you should do. The answer is exactly, yes. You do that, you have people <laughs> lock themselves in their home and they don't answer the door. Instead, we have... Michael casually walking into homes and just murdering people. And it was just ever so casual, too. Yeah, he'd just walk in. Nobody's paying attention uh-uh. to him. He purposefully walks around this one house. Yeah. With the lady is, like, talking on the phone. It's like, oh, I will totally lock my door. Okay, if you're talking to somebody and you're near your front door and you're like, I should lock my door, just lock your door. She did. She walked into another room still talking, then comes back as Michael is walking around her house to the back door, mm-hmm. as you can see it. Then she locks her door and then closes the, the shades as he's right behind her. Yeah. You're supposed to lock all doors first. Yeah, you should, but you don't. This is a horror movie. Everybody's an idiot. I know. It's just like, don't run upstairs, dumb blonde. Yeah. Um. So Allison and her boyfriend are at a party. Like a Halloween party. Yeah, the Halloween dance. And they're dressed like Bonnie and Clyde except switching roles. Yeah, gender reverse, which I thought was really cute. Yeah, it's kind of cool. But she catches him kissing on a girl. Yeah. And it starts all thing and like her mom's trying to call her, but he throws her phone in a, like 
It looks cheese like dip. custard. It looked okay. like cheese dip. Yeah, the boyfriend's definitely a dill hole. Yeah. So Allison leaves with chubby funny guy. Who clearly has a crush on her. Yeah, and Lori's hunting Michael. She's been waiting 40 years to do right. this. And, you know, there was like a little montage of her doing shootings and like shooting at mannequins in her yard and, and things like that, like showing that she was really, you know, Sarah Connoring it up. Yes. Again, go watch Terminator 2. <laughs> then we go to Vicky, who is babysitting or nannying. Yes. She's she's a nanny to this little uh, young boy. He's a sassy little boy. Yeah. I love him. I forget his name. It's like Elijah or something like that, right? Julian. Julian. So Julian is, yeah, he's sassy. And, and uh, so Vicky's on the phone with her boyfriend talking about Reefer. And he goes, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> She's like, no, you don't. She He goes, I forget what it was, what she had said yeah. it was. And he goes, he goes, you're talking about the weed. And I know that's weed. <laughs> and she goes, he goes, I'm going to tell my mom on you. And she says, "Well, if you do that, I'm gonna tell I'm gonna tell your mom about your browser history." He goes, "You better not." <laughs> so funny. <laughs> it was nice to have a little levity. Yeah. So she takes him upstairs to bed, eventually, and uh, Dave shows up. Yep. And you know it's this typical teenage thing mm-hmm. going on, and then uh, the boy comes downstairs. He's like. There was somebody outside my room, and he looked at me, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, bullcrap. So they go bo- both go up there, the the boy and Vicky go up there. Dave, Dave hangs out Dave downstairs because he's like, nah, yeah. <laughs> I'll just stay here. Um, they check his room. There's nothing in the room. Puts him back in bed. Then he goes, oh, could you turn the light off in the closet? She's, or shut or the closet shut the door. Shut the closet door, yeah. So she pushes the door, nothing. She pushes it again, nothing. She opens it to see what's wrong, and Michael is there. And he kind of stabs her, but not fully yet. Like, yeah. he gets a piece of her. The kid nopes the hell out. <laughs> in fact, I there's this part. I think he said part, nope. Yeah, he said nope. <laughs> um, the little kid, like, starts running down the stairs, and she's like, you gotta help me, help me, somebody's gotta help me. And he looks at Michael and he goes, nope. And he just runs downstairs. He goes, your girl's getting killed up there. And that's it. <laughs> Smartest kid ever. Yeah. Yeah. So that kid is gone. And I don't think we see him the rest of the movie. Like, I have no idea what happens to this kid. I don't remember if Julian died or not. I don't think we he did. We never saw a kid, that kid die. I don't think so. I think um, I think he got out. Yeah. Smart boy. So Dave goes to the kitchen, gets a gets a butcher knife. We cut to outside because Lori is looking up at the window. So Lori shoots at Michael and misses because she shoots at a mirror. Yes. And uh, Michael gets out of the house somehow. Not before killing Dave, we find out. Yeah, we see Dave pinned to the wall, old school style, like Very. he did uh, do with glasses in the first movie. I thought that scene looked familiar. Yeah. Yeah, in fact, he was dressed like a ghost in that movie, and he killed uh, uh, PJ Souls. That's right. Yeah. Uh, we find out that the doctor's awake. You know, he's ba- mm-hmm. out of his uh, problem, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. He was unconscious from being shot. Right. He's been treated, and he's already yeah, at he's the scene already of the Yeah, and he's meeting Lori. Yeah. Um, Which is a really weird interaction. 
It is. Because um, you're starting to see there's definitely something wrong with the doctor. Yeah, he says some disturbing things like, uh, I'm very fascinated in how his mind works, how how he kills people, why he does it. It's just And bizarre. I'm thinking, Loomis never went that far. No. So then they cut to Oscar and Allison. Yeah, Oscar and Allison. And he puts the moves on her. You know, they're climbing over this gate. He needs help over the gate, you mm-hmm, see, mm-hmm. because he's so fat. It's fat people can't climb. Get it? That's stupid. <laughs> um, I'm your foil to everything, aren't I? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> you don't take any of my humor at all. Um, the There's floodlights in this yard that they're trying to walk across. Mm-hmm. And he thinks it's something, and she's like, it's security lights, dumbass, you know, things like that. Right. And then she leaves him after he puts the moves on her. puts the moves on her, and she's like, I'm out of here. I did not want you to do that. And he's like, I'm sorry, I'm drunk, I think I pissed myself, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. He clearly was in control of what he was doing at that point. The lights come on again after he moves, and he sees a shadow He's like, oh, Mr. Whoever lived at that house. Right. He's like, I'm just passing through. I don't mean to trespass. Lights go off. Lights go back on. He makes a really weird comment here that, yeah. uh, what was it? Have you have you ever, like, pursued a girl or something that yeah, you just couldn't have? And thing. I was like, yeah, he knows exactly what's up. Yeah. What the, I almost thought, <laughs> I almost thought he was going to let him go. Because of that comment. Well, he is a virgin, too, and that would have uh, gone with the rules of the slasher film, according to Scream, right? Yes. Unfortunately, that didn't happen. Yeah. Um, What's his name? Tyler? Oscar. Oscar. See, I don't need to remember people's <laughs> names. Uh, I do it for you. Yeah, Oscar's running across, you know, he's Michael Myers reveals himself, kind of stabs him a little bit, like mm-hmm. scratches him again. Oscar can't climb that fence, and he gets kind of caught up in it, and he gets murdered. Yeah, I think his costume got caught. Yeah. And he was he was screaming for help, mm-hmm. and Allison could hear him. It was like, oh, you're just trying to get my attention. Right. And then but she stopped. does go back. She does go back, and she sees his body, and then she's flipping out. Yeah, because I think she sees Michael at this point, too, doesn't she? I'm not sure if she sees him yet. She sees him soon. Yeah. Because she's, she tells them it's definitely him. Yeah. And that she'd seen him. Right. So, yeah, Michael's revealing himself to people. Uh, at this point, Karen and Lori are, like, freaking out, but they have to go to Lori's compound to hide. Yeah. They're, like, keeping the feelers out because, of course, they can't get a hold of Allison. Because right. her phone is in cheese dip. Yeah. And... Allison eventually finds the cops, right? Well, she she runs from Michael. Yeah. And I, I'm surprised she just didn't keep running, like, for miles. But she runs to this house, and someone opens the door. Right. Yeah. And they call the cops. Yes. But they don't call Lori or Karen, because they have no idea that she's alive or dead at this point yet. Not yet. But she they... still thinks that the cops are looking for them. Well, yeah, but eventually they, they contact her. I thought they did contact no. her. No, because when, spoiler alert, when the father dies, mm-hmm. uh, he's like, he's coming out and he's like, have you heard anything yet? Oh, see, I thought they'd found her already. They did find her. They no, just I meant that they called her. No. Okay. They don't know if she's alive until she's in the, uh, in the compound. Interesting. Okay. 
So yeah, uh, Allison, uh, or they're in the uh, panic room, Lori and Karen. Yes. And it's not really a panic room, I don't think, at this point. Because I look at it and it's like, it's kind of not a panic room because it's full of guns. Yeah. It's got enough, you know, resources to where they could live down it, there for a while. It reminds me of like uh, a prepper. Yeah, like a doomsday prepper. Yeah. Um, it's underneath their, this chef's cap, uh, island, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it slides open and it goes down. The secret it's tunnel It's the coolest thing awesome. I ever, yeah. I, if I ever own a home, which I probably <laughs> won't, that's where I would want to live is like have, have a house have the secret has a yeah. secret room. Um, but it, it opens with like a garage door opener. Uh-huh. Um, they like clo- they a can 1970s close clicker type. Yeah. It's so It's like what nostalgic. my grandmother had. A, yeah. uh, a garage genie or whatever they called it. Yeah. So, yeah, it's like my what my grandparents had um, in North Fairfield, Ohio. Shout out to Cleveland. <laughs> anyway. So we go over to, Back to Hawkins Allison. and and the doctor yeah, and Allison is there and they're chasing down Michael. Yeah. And then. They hit Michael with a car. They did hit Michael with a car. And then the doctor freaked out. Yeah, the doctor went out, he checks Michael's body, he says, you've killed him, what have you done? And then he pops out this scalpel and he stabs the cop in the throat. I know, I was like, oh, that just happened. And then another weird thing is, he puts Michael's mask on, drags Michael to the cruiser, puts Michael in the backseat with Allison, and then starts monologuing. Yes. And you find out, like, he's some psycho evil doctor that's been wanting to, like, know what it feels like to murder. Now he does. Now he understands the joy of murder. Yeah. Um, Psycho. Yeah. And and, and it's just like, oh, my God, this guy is going to kill Allison. And I thought Allison was going to die in this movie, and she didn't. I was kind of surprised, too. Because when Michael finally wakes up, he's just interested in getting out of the vehicle. Yeah. He wasn't even interested in Allison. Oh, no. He was just like, which was let me out. weird. Yeah. He doesn't he, like confined spaces. Well, yeah. He shoves that seat forward. Yeah. And enters the doctor, obviously. Yeah. And then gets out that way. Right. Not caring about Allison. It, the, but the weird part is the two cops that are up the road. Yes. That can see the the headlights and the... And the, and the, the blue lights. The blue lights, yeah. And they're doing nothing. They were talking about, like, a baguette with peanut butter and jelly, <laughs> whatever he was calling it. It was uh, those uh, those Japanese or yeah. sandwiches or something. Yeah, it was just this weird I, interaction. Which these two seen. cops, These two cops were just, like, casually talking about food. It was just a really weird scene, and I wanted to see a whole movie with just those two guys. <laughs> well, you can't. Unless it's a prequel. Yeah, it'd have to be a prequel. Because eventually they go up there and they see what's going on. Yeah. And they find Sartan and his head is crushed. Yeah. And then the, the cops bite it. And Allison... She runs into the woods. She she's has just, booked it. Nobody's paying attention to her. Nope. Which is amazing. Um, we, we eventually see that she makes her way to the compound because she's in Lori's shooting range. And yes. She sees all these... She freaks out. Freaking <laughs> creepy mannequins just with holes blown through them. She makes her way in the house. Michael has already come into the house. Yeah, let's let's explore this house. Yeah, Michael comes to the house. Yeah. And then Lori... And here's the part I didn't understand was why Lori and Karen just didn't stay in the basement. Because they could have very well stayed in the basement. Oh, yeah. And waited for Michael to find them. Mm-hmm. 
She even shoots up at him at one point. Yeah. But that's neither here nor there. This is before, or that's after she goes to the door and Michael busts in and he starts choking her. Well, yeah. Yeah, because Ray had left the door open. Yeah. Ray went outside. Ray was a dummy. Ray dies. And uh, He wasn't much of a character. See, I wanted somebody in Karen's family to die so she knows how it feels to have loss like Lori had. Yeah. Because she does not, and she she was she was being a little brat this whole entire movie about this stuff. I'm like, that's what you deserve. That's what you get. Somebody you love is dead now, and it's all your friggin' fault. You didn't warn anybody. Yeah, from the standpoint of Karen growing up, though, she probably thought her mother was nuts, and didn't. Yeah. She was like. Probably felt that she was abused. But the boogeyman was real. Well, you don't realize that sometimes until you get older. I doubt as that. Soon as, as soon as she knew Michael was loose, though, her attitude did change. However, she should have impressed upon Ray how important it was to stay inside the house. No, Ray's an idiot. Ray is an idiot. He's a happy-go-lucky guy. That knew nothing about what was going on, obviously. He never grew up in Haddonfield. He wasn't part of that scare fest. And he probably wouldn't have cared even if he was. Right. Because Karen kind of blew that all off. My big question here is, where was Tommy Jarvis? Who's Tommy Jarvis? He was one of the little kids in the first movie that, you know, was scared of the boogeyman. Been a while since I've seen that movie. I was like, I have no idea. There's like a little boy and a little girl that she was babysitting. I think the little boy was Tommy Jarvis. Oh, okay. Um, Okay. He was played by Paul Rudd in later films. (laughs) I'm not even kidding. (laughs) Um, Hysterical. A lot of well known actors have been in these Halloween movies. Well, they've been in horror movies. That's how you get your start. It's a cheaply made film, and and you want to make money as an actor, do a horror film. Right. So, uh,. Um, Michael's in the house. Lori shoots Michael in the hand, by the way. Yes. He's reaching through and she like points the gun at his face and he points it away and like covers the muzzle with his hand and she blows his hand off. So that's a problem because yeah. Michael Myers isn't invincible. They're showing us stuff. It is nice to show that he's it's actually permanent. a real human being. He does even, he even gasps and kind of cries out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um... Which he also did in the first movie when he got stabbed in the neck and went, oh! Yeah. <laughs> so, um. So this house is really cool, though. Yes. Because eventually she loses him. And I don't remember how she lost him. Oh, she went back downstairs. That's right. And they locked themselves in. And, and then she, she shot, shot up. up. Okay. Yeah. And uh, then she hears that he's going upstairs. That's right. Here's where the cool stuff starts. Yes. Uh, about this house. So, she's got a flashlight and a shotgun, and she's going room to room, right? Uh-huh. So, she clears a room, she comes out of the room, she hits a button, and this big old wall of, like, uh, it's bars It's a metal drop. door, yeah. yeah. And she does that a couple times, until she gets into the mannequin room. Who has a mannequin room? Well, she does. It's just bizarre. It's t- She shoots stuff. In her house? No, she takes them outside. Why would you keep them in the house? I don't know why this you would room, keep them on the second floor. This room is obviously a booby trap room. Yeah. <laughs> um, we find Ray is stuffed in a closet yeah, here. Yeah, we confirm Ray's dead at this point. 
When did he have time to move Ray upstairs? See, Michael Myers has abilities to move faster than humans. Uh, We've speed. already established he's human and oh, yeah. not superpowered, so uh, I that's can't a tell BS you the thing. I can't tell you the answer. But yeah, Lori's hunting him. And like, was it a ghost sitting on a chair? Was that in this part? No, that was Vicky. That, that was, was the Vicky. babysitter. That's right. Yeah. Poor Vicky. She was so pretty, too. Hate to see something like that die. Well, it happens. Yeah. Yeah, I called this the ultimate hide-and-seek. It very much was. Um, She has a tussle with Michael again. Michael wins. Michael throws her off the balcony. Yeah, she ends up back outside. Yeah, and this is another homage to the original film where Michael falls off the balcony. Yes. And Laurie and Dr. Loomis look away for a little while. They talk, and then they look back out, and Michael's gone. Yeah. So Laurie gets up and is gone when he looks back. Right. So Laurie's not dead. I thought Laurie was going to die in this whole movie. I wondered if that was how it was going to end. Allison made her way into the panic room at this point, too. I think Karen saw she was in the house and opened it for her, She opened it and she said, get the hell down here now. Yeah. So Michael knows where they are. And they do these great shots, these original kind of John Carpenter-esque shots Mm -hmm. where they're showing Michael from the ground up to make him look gigantic. Yeah. And uh, they show him coming down the stairs. And that's another iconic scene that I can't really call iconic because people go downstairs all the time, Mm -hmm. but not like Michael Myers does. It's just a very John Carpenter thing to do with, you know, limited technology. Right. So. Practical effects. Yeah. During this time, they're hiding. They're like, stay quiet, stay quiet, stay quiet. Shut up. Stop talking. (laughs) Yeah, because Allison keeps speaking. Yeah. And so Michael's like, I wonder where they are. I bet they're under that island. So he starts to try and force it open. It's not coming open. She has to go and get her gun. It is her personal gun. Yeah. In this gun rack. Karen's initials were, you know, carved into it. Right. And I'm not saying, like, it's weird that she has her own gun. No. I'm saying that she hated her mom for so long, but this is what she was trained to do. Mm-hmm. And that that's starting to kick into her head. Right. So, yeah. She's got that gun trained. And then... He's starting to come loose and come loose and it comes loose and she starts crying. She goes, I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. And then he shows up. He like, finally comes, he comes through. through. Yeah. And she goes, gotcha. And blam, <laughs> shoots him. It was great. It's not a kill shot. No, but it was still good. Right in the shoulder. Um, Lori shows up again. There's a fight. Yeah. They end up bo- both downstairs. Yeah, they... Or yeah. does, I don't remember, did Lori end up back downstairs? I don't um, think she did. I, I don't think she did. She stayed in the kitchen. Yeah, but Michael She pushed him downstairs. down there yeah, or something, and, and the girls Allison runs up run first, up. Karen runs up second. Here's where I think Karen's going to die. That's right. But it doesn't happen. Well, no. They bite his hand or kick his hand. You know, his hand really hurts. Oh, yeah. And he's never felt this kind of pain before. I'm sure he has. He might have. <laughs> um, but then you find out that this house... Allison stabs him. Yeah, Allison That's, stabs him. Yeah. So you find out, like... And, and he's silent now. Mm-hmm. And he's they, they destroy the stairs. 
So he's just standing there staring up at Well, them. they 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 do that. Uh, yeah, it destroys the stairs and it makes bars come across the top. Oh, it, did it kill the stairs? Yeah. Okay. A lot happened. So he's standing there looking straight up at them. Yeah. And then Lori does something amazing. <laughs> she hits a button and a bunch of gas starts to escape throughout the house. Mm-hmm. Not just the basement. Because at first I thought it was just the basement. And she lights a Zippo or something. Throws it down there. She burns Michael Myers to death. And he burns alive in that house. And he is dead. Mm-hmm. Dead, dead, dead. There will not be a Halloween too. Yeah. They go back and show the house is burning. Yeah. And they show the basement. You can see things are on fire. Right. You don't see a dead Michael Myers. There's too many flames. He's dead. I know he is. There's no way he would escape from there. No, there's no way. There's no way. But it's interesting that they didn't at least have a dummy laying on the ground. Or even a dummy just standing there being smoldered. Because that's how I imagine that he would do. He'd just stand there. Uh, He makes no 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 sounds. He never speaks one word. Like Dr. Uh, Zartan. Mm -hmm. Sartan. Sartog. Sartan. Sartan. Stop it. You're going to make me say it wrong now. <laughs> so the doctor <laughs> says, say something. Say something. He always wanted to hear Michael, Michael's voice. Yeah. In fact, when Judith was in, not Judith, when uh, Allison was in the car, he goes, he goes, he should have said something. Did he say anything to you? And she's like, yeah, if you let me out of this car, I'll tell you. And he goes, right. was it, what was it? Was it Judith? <laughs> you know? And I'm like, God, this guy's such a desperate bastard. <laughs> Um, but anyway, I put down here that the house is a bomb. It's a huge trap. Yeah. And she lived there long enough to kill her demon, literally. Yeah. So, the question is, does Lori find peace out of this? I would say she's still damaged, but I think she is under the impression that Michael's dead. So, unless they do a sequel where they go, we never found a body. It must have incinerated completely. I don't think they should do a sequel to this. I think this should be the end. Yeah. Me too. However, I know how much money this movie made. Doesn't mean that it deserves a sequel. It doesn't. More and more, I wish that these directors and movie companies would realize, just because a movie is good, doesn't mean that it deserves a sequel. We're talking to you, James Cameron and Avatar. (laughs) <laughs> that's never going to come out. Yeah, it is. Next year. Is it next year? Every t- every two years, it's next year. Oh. So. It's just like that it's one. It's always next year. Yeah, it's always like that one. Uh, what was that one that we were always hearing? Like, it's going to it's gonna happen next year. And I don't remember. Yeah, I don't know either. Never mind. I'll so, what did you think of the movie anyway? Overall, I thought it was a decent movie. Yeah. I did good, enjoy watching the movie. It's a good horror movie, movie d- despite our negativity throughout some of this. I will say the original still kind of creeps me out. Yeah, me too. This movie did not creep me out at all. The original Halloween is my favorite of the horror slasher genre. Yeah. Not only because it's kind of the original, but because it's got a better story than any of the others. Right. We didn't need to know a lot about the killer. Right. We didn't know why he was killing. Right. We just know he was a homicidal child at one point. Yeah. 
We didn't even need to know that. We didn't. We didn't. We don't even know his motivation of killing anybody. Exactly. Is he doing it because of the seven deadly sins? Is he doing it because he just wants to do it? I think he's doing it just because he is crazy. A sociopath. Yeah. Psychopath. Yeah. Um. Anyway, who was your favorite character in this movie? Uh, my favorite character. Um, I would say Lori. I really liked Jamie Curtis. Yeah. I, I like her as a, an actress overall and a normal human being. I love that she doesn't feel that she needs to plastic surgery, plastic surgery yeah. or do anything. She's growing old gracefully. And I love that about her. Yeah. Um, I love how she puts her entire being into her acting roles. Yeah. Even you for know, something no like this. Is. Yeah. Like you can go back to, uh, her Freaky Friday, if you want to. Yeah. She did a good job. Yeah. One of her best films was uh, Trading Business. Trading Places. Trading Places. She did a great job in that. Yeah. Yeah, she was great in that movie. Um, she's just a great actress. I and really she's a great like human being. As a uh, as an actress. Uh, mine mine was uh, the, the boyfriend Dave, or whatever his <laughs> name is. The, 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 chef. the chef. Yeah. I call him the chef only because of Blockers. If you haven't seen Blockers, it's a stupid movie. It's just for fun. That's yeah. all you're going to watch it for is for fun. It's a funny movie. If you're looking for something to expand your mind, that's yeah, it, not a movie for you. It's not Jacob's Ladder. It's not, <laughs> it's not Citizen Kane. It's, it's under Animal House in the way of intelligence goes. Um... It's just a funny movie. But, yeah, I liked his character because he was kind of like this kid that just didn't give a crap about anything. He's fun, living life. He was a teenager. Yeah. I mean, he blows up pumpkins for fun. Yeah. For no reason. Yeah. Don't go blowing up your neighbor's pumpkins, though. Unless it's fun. We're not condoning anything. Okay. <laughs> well, whatever. Uh, who's your least favorite character? Ray. Ray was who? The husband. You didn't like Ray the I didn't husband? like Ray. Oh my gosh. I didn't like uh, the I, podcaster. Uh, the yeah. Dude. Yeah, I didn't like Aaron either because um, I really did think he deserved it. Yeah. I don't think Ray deserved to be killed. Ray didn't but... <laughs> deserve to be killed. <laughs> he just needed to be smarter. Yeah. Yeah, he was a dumb, dumb character trope in a slasher film. Yeah. Um. So, what was your favorite scene in the movie? My favorite scene is when Karen pretends to be able not to shoot. Yeah. And then she's like, I gotcha. That was a great scene. Yeah, mine was, uh, I think, the whole Vicky scene where she's murdered. Because it was, I like the kid. Mm -hmm. He cracks me up. Mm -hmm. uh, even in this tense situation where he just nopes out. He goes, yeah. nope. Yeah. And he runs out. And he when he runs past Dave, he goes, he goes, you better get the hell out of here, man. <laughs> and, and that kid is, he's probably he's still running. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, uh, this movie got a, uh, 79% fresh rating in Rotten Tomatoes, by the way. That's average. Yeah. It's actually pretty good for a horror movie. Yeah. So, but, uh, what was your least favorite scene? Uh, the doctor killing Hawkins and then putting Michael's mask on. Yeah, I think that's I my really least favorite scene, too. I really I was really hoping he would be more of a Dr. Loomis. Instead, he was an anti-Loomis. 
Um, he Donald, should have been in the hospital yeah. just as much. Yeah. Donald Pleasance. You get to hear a recording by Donald Pleasance earlier in the film uh, after where I thought it was yes. him. Yes. Because he sounds like Zayas. Sartan. Sartan. He sounds like uh, Loomis a little bit. At the beginning, I, I thought it Except was him at first, French too. or German or something. He's Indian, I think. Okay. Maybe a little of that uh, British. He has an accent. Yeah, British English. But Donald Pleasance, you know, he was he was Blofeld in uh, in one of the Bond films. Oh yeah. Um, and he he was just this actor. Mm-hmm. He was a great actor. He died before the last uh, his last movie he was in was released, which was Halloween Six. Oh, was he in that many? Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, he was in uh, five of the first six movies. I did not realize that, and I've seen those movies. Yeah. The only Halloween movie I haven't seen is three, because yeah, you say I it think, doesn't count and it's gross. I think we're going to see it eventually, and we're going to watch it like it's not a Halloween film, because I think that's how you have to watch this movie, because if you watch it, like when I watched Halloween 3, Season of the Witch, um, I was wondering where the hell Michael Myers was the whole time. Mm-hmm. I watched one and two, and I'm like, oh, I'm going to watch three. And it had, like, creepy little trick-or-treat kids on the cover, and it said Season of the Witch. I'm like, whoa, what's Michael going to do? <laughs> Nothing. He's dead in this scene. Yeah. In, in this time. Um, they revive him for part four because Season of the Witch did not do well. Um, but they should have gone ahead and done it as a Halloween. Every year do a Halloween anthology. That's probably just what they thought they story. were going to do with this three. Yeah. Just make it anthology. Yeah, that's exactly Kind of like American Horror doing. Story is a different yeah. story every time. Right. Which so, would have made sense. The 80s was a fickle time. Very fickle. We just I mean, look at the clothes. Yeah. Um, the, what did you think of the music? I think it was appropriate. I liked the uh, usage of original music. Yeah. Especially John Carpenter's did he? Yeah, his you know? theme. Yeah. Um, I thought that was really important to tie the two together. I was very happy to hear that. And I was very happy to hear a lot of the older like character themes and things like that come up. It didn't have a lot of pop music in it. A lot of metal, nothing like that. By the way, last night I watched Lil Nicky. <laughs> Sorry, is, that came out of left field. <laughs> this is off topic. But it's, it's on topic as far as music goes. Lil Nicky is full of this crazy music. Okay. He's walking upstairs, and it's a song by uh, uh, Hey Man, I Shot with that band. Oh, yeah. Um, Filter? Yeah, Filter. And it's like, uh, I don't even know the name of the song. <laughs> it's like, I feel like a little boy. Mm-hmm, you know, song. Mm-hmm. And then and then he gets to the top of the stairs, and it's playing P.O.D. And then, like, he's walking across the street, and it's Everlong. And then, and then like, he's running down the street, and it's uh, Bohemian Like You. And Oh, that's a good I song. I mean... Every scene he's in is a the beginning of a different song, and I was like, "This is maddening." <laughs> so anyway, that's interesting. Oh my gosh, that movie was so it was everywhere too. So I'm watching time- this movie, and I'm thinking, I'm thinking, how did they think of this thing? I know how they did because he played a character who liked heavy metal uh, in in Saturday Night Live, but. He's, he's, he talks like that guy, but he's supposed to be the son of the devil who is played by Harvey Keitel in leggings. 
I mean, who does this movie? It's Adam Sandler. The last time I watched this movie is probably like 10 years ago or something. I mean, I'm it's just been a saying, while. And the CGI was great in this movie, too. I believe that little dog could talk. You're hilarious. I'm just saying it was just something else. When, when you watch an Adam Sandler movie, uh, you kind of have to sus- suspend belief in reality. Yeah, it's been a while since I've seen Little Nicky. I think we own it. No. I watched it on Amazon Prime. We don't own that movie. Not anymore? No. Okay. I just know we I did at one point. I don't remember why we owned it. I think we just bought movies back yeah, in the day. Yeah, we used to just buy movies. And then we were like, this is garbage. <laughs> thank you, Netflix, for streamlining my buying movie needs. Yes, thank you. Um. Anyway, that was a tangent. <laughs> we can leave this in. I don't care. But we're talking about the music. I thought it was appropriate to compare it to another movie. That had crazy music in every scene. Right. I mean, P.O.D. What the hell? Getting back to it. (laughs) The music was really good in this movie. And you got that nostalgia from Mm -hmm. the first. And partially the second. Um, But the second, second through 12 don't count. Nope. Rob Zombie movies are off the table. I don't even know why he did those. Money. I understand money part, but I mean... Money, and he thought he had a were, new artistic direction for the movie, and they're just garbage. Was was Jamie Lee Curtis in that as nope. well? Okay. Because I did nope. not Laurie watch Strode is played by some woman I've never heard of, and if I've heard of her, I haven't heard of her in a while. So how much do you think this movie was budgeted? $50 million? $50 million. Yeah. As a budget? I went a little high, I think. Yeah. Yeah, you want Is it 35? Uh, no, it's 10. Oh, only 10? Yeah. Really? Yeah, it's a low budget movie. They didn't Ter- expect I'm the- terrible at these. No, they <laughs> d- horror movies. Okay, here's what you got to take in consideration when you're thinking about how much movies are costing. Is it sci-fi? If the answer is yes, were there special effects? If that answer is yes, were the effects good or bad? <laughs> and then you go 80 million. Sliding scale, yes. In a horror movie, is it high tech? The answer is no. It's usually like 10 or below. Okay. Um, Yeah, this was 10 million. So how much do you think this movie made domestically? I don't remember it getting good reviews. It got great reviews. Did it? I heard a lot of negative things about it. I heard nothing negative about it. You and I were looking at different uh, parts of the internet at that point then. Yeah, we choose our fake news the way we choose our fake news. <laughs> um, I'm going to say, I wrote down $120 million, but I think that's a little high. That's a really good answer. Is it? Yeah. It was actually $253,688,035. Oh. That's a lot more than I thought. Yeah, and that's why I think there's going to be a Halloween too. Oh, no. Yeah. Um, so Michael Myers doesn't die. He gets, somehow he finds a way of not burning alive. Uh, he heals up for about a year. Then he comes back after Jamie Lee Curtis. That's your prediction. Yeah. Well, here's my prediction. If there's going to be a Halloween too, Because one of the last scenes you see is the three women in the back of a truck. Yeah. And Allison is holding the knife. Okay. 
So, my prediction is that Allison is the killer if they make another one. Yeah. I could see this that This has too. affected her brain in a way that she becomes like uh or if you're going by the boogeyman girl. theories, you could say that with Michael Myers dying, that energy went somewhere else. Yeah. And it went into Allison. That's, that's what they my did theory. with uh that's what they did with Jason Voorhees in uh what was it? Friday the 13th, the new beginning. Oh, really? Yeah. He uh they they follow this guy. His name's Tommy. And uh he's all grown up. He was played by uh Corey Feldman in the first movie in that the last movie before this. And he chops up Mike uh, uh Jason Voorhees and he's obviously dead. Um so in the next one there's a guy dressed like Jason Voorhees killing people and you find out it's like Jason might have possessed this dude. Hmm. It was confusing. It sounds convoluted. It was. It was. It was just because the last movie, the final chapter, made a lot more money than they expected. <laughs> well, everybody so wants to see the last beginning. one, you know? Yeah. Just stop making stupid movies. Right. Just be happy with what you got. But this isn't a stupid movie. This is a good movie. And uh, I think you should watch it. Yeah. And that being said, this is Happy Fun Time Movie Hour. You can follow us on Stitcher, on iTunes, on Spotify, and Google Podcasts. I didn't mention that at the beginning. No, you didn't. But you can also, you can also, uh, we are at Funtime Movies 1. That is Funtime Movies and the number one. We also have a Facebook page. We try and keep these updated. We are Happy Funtime Movie Hour. And other than that, click on your television, find a movie, and go watch a movie. Tom Cruise sucks. <laughs>